I don't know about you, but I saw a lot of explosive plays in this spring game, and I'm ready for football. Hey, you are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You are listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. But it's Saturday, folks. We got that extra show going for you today, and that is because the Gophers spring game has concluded. It played this morning, and boy, oh boy, was there some fireworks to go with that one. Now, before we dive into it all, we'll talk offense, we'll talk defense, we'll talk key takeaways to look towards the future into the fall, but I am just so excited and I want you all to know that we are not done talking Gophers football, Gophers sports in general because this show is going to continue to go through the offseason, so hit that subscribe button over on YouTube. Make sure you do not miss any of the content that is to come, and if you don't have YouTube, you can still join now. It's free. But you can find us at Lockdown Golden Gophers anywhere you find podcasts as well. Let's talk about this spring game because it was a high-powered, high lots of scoring, and lots of points on the board. Now, we'll start with the offensive side of ball. Let's talk about what happened because, you know, I feel like as Gopher fans, as Minnesota sports fans, we can tend to be a little bit too reactionary right from the jump. And if you were watching this one from the jump, you were probably like, Whoa, Ethan Kaliak Manis is the starting quarterback, and we've gone three drives with him as the quarterback and punted, punted, punted. What is happening? Why isn't there fireworks? Why isn't this thing going? It took him a little bit to get ramped up. It happens. Again, we've talked about how this spring session is really feeling things out and getting a feel for it all, but it all started to come together as the game went on. Now, you have to feel a little bit good, a little bit comfortable about seeing Cole Kramer out there and slinging that thing around accurately as well, knowing that we have a high-quality backup right there as well. Two guys that can get it done. I would not be surprised. Now, don't 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 hear what I'm not saying here, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Gophers added another quarterback to this room, not because they necessarily need one, not because those guys didn't get it done, but just because there's three scholarship quarterbacks in this room. There are scholarships available on this roster, and it doesn't hurt to have another mind, another body in that room helping with this team. Now, is that guaranteed? Absolutely not. But I did like what I saw from Ethan Kaliak Manis as he got more warmed up into the mid-second quarter and beyond, I think you started to really see that connection with him and some of these receivers, which you love because the connection he was making with some of these receivers that we will dive into were some of the newer guys as well. So you definitely love to see that connection, that, that, that chemistry building, because it was something. I'm, I'm not even, we're not even going to try to hold off into this one. We're going to talk about it right away. Elijah Spencer Ethan Kalik Manis, they found a connection in this game that led to 11. That's right, 1 1. 11 total receptions for Elijah Spencer in this game. 
Now, I had talked to you yesterday in our show yesterday about standouts on the offense. I mentioned Daniel Jackson. I mentioned Elijah Spencer, and you saw it firsthand what he can do, the talent he has. And I talked about how John Vogel, a draft analyst, had said he popped off the tape over at Charlotte and when he went and watched him as well. Well, you saw it firsthand, folks. You saw the ability there. And you know what? A lot of people might be like, well, a lot of it was just slants. Look, it is not just easy to just go and get a slant over and over and over. If it was, everybody would do it. But you have to have the footwork. You have to have the release. You have to have the timing of it. And if you can perfect that timing, you can perfect the release of the slant, you can have that two to three yards of separation that makes it extremely difficult to stop. And that's what we saw from Elijah Spencer in this game over and over and over. And you know what? We even found him on a, uh, uh, underneath drag route as well later in. The timing between those two, you love to see it because this is early on in the process, folks. We haven't even gotten to the real times of fall camp. We haven't even got to the live, live game reps, but it is connecting and it is looking good. And it wasn't just with Elijah Spencer. You saw connections with Corey Crooms as well in this one. That's a lot of potential. You look at the other side, the other offense of the gold team, and you're seeing Cole Kramer drop absolute dimes to Lamecki Brockington, who ended up winning the MVP of this game, had two huge explosive plays, both of them, I believe, over 50 yards, one of them ending in a touchdown, the other ending on the two-yard line that turned into a touchdown. If you didn't walk away from this game saying, wow, the Gophers have some real wide receivers in this one, then I don't know what to tell you because I can't just give you my eyes to show you, look, they can do this thing. They can pass the ball. It is an exciting time for this team, and hopefully we will continue to see that passing carry over into the actual season, and I believe we will because if you look at the depth of this team, you look at the roster and its makeup, it is built to pass the ball more. Now, is it going to be 100% passing air raid type offense? Absolutely not. You're going to see a lot of running the ball still, but I do think we will see a lot more passing opportunities, and we saw that today in the spring game, and it came with a lot of success. You saw opportunities from Elijah Spencer, uh, Lamecki Brockington, and Corey Crooms. You also saw two or three nice catches from Daniel Jackson before they kind of put him on ice for the rest of the day. You have uh, Chris Ottman-Bell coming back as well in the fall. Look, so much talent. And that is, hasn't even brought up Brevin Span Ford coming back as well as a tight end. That is an absolute threat in the passing game. We're going to pass the ball. So sit back, relax, enjoy it. It is going to be a great time on the passing front. But we're not just talking about the passing because the running backs are something I want to talk about as well. There were huge flashes in this game from Zach Evans, from Darius Taylor. Now, Bryce Williams and Sean Tyler both got a little bit of a rest, a little bit less work today. And Coach Flex said in the presser after the game, it's because they're older guys. They don't need all these reps. They don't need all this extra time because they have a lot of experience in playing time. So they wanted to see some of the younger guys back. And it was nice to have a full healthy room, ready and running. And I have said this on the show before. Daniel House, friend of the show, has said this on the show before. Zach Evans in the acceleration, the speed, the second gear. You saw it firsthand today, folks. That 75-yard touchdown run where he not only breaks into the middle of the field, but then he hits the second gear to put on the Jets, and then he has the wiggle to get by Coleman Bryson to finish off and cap off a huge, long run. That's something we haven't seen with this team in quite some time. 
not saying that the running backs we've had aren't talented or they don't have, they just don't have that long end speed. And we're not used to seeing that, but we saw it firsthand today. And that should have you excited because not only was it prevalent on the big run, but he showed wiggle on the short runs. He showed opportunities to find the hole. Zach Evans is a very intriguing guy. I've said it before, but I do truly believe he will end up eventually the lead back of this room in the 2023 season. Now, will it start game one like that? I don't know. Time will tell. But I think the intention is to get him a lot of carries this year. I could see him in there a lot. I could see uh, Sean Tyler complimenting him. Bryce Williams could compliment at times. And Darius Taylor. If you did not get excited by Darius Taylor running the ball today, I don't know what to tell you, but what I can tell you is a fun little something I overheard on the gold team sidelines from star safety, Tyler Newbin talking to fellow teammate, Darius green and a couple others around him, but it was on the, the drive where they're heading towards the end zone. Darius Taylor is in for the white team. He gets a carry and he's kind of just trucking through the middle of it all. Uh, it was probably the loudest hit in the game between uh, Darius Taylor and Aiden Gowsby, both of them make contact, and it was absolutely like you heard it. Wherever you were in the Athletes' Village, you heard that loud bang. And you know what? Everyone was like, ooh. But no, it was a great run. He runs with great power. And Tyler Newbin said, I'm telling you, he runs like Braylon Allen. He's He's got that type of style. Like if that – look, I, I can't put it into words. That is what the type of runner, the type of style, the type of aggression, the type of force – that we see from a true freshman that is ready to get down and get in there. PJ Sack, wow, PJ Fleck, excuse me, said in the presser, trying to talk too fast here, PJ Fleck said in the presser that those are the things you don't see from true freshmen. Those are the things that you see slowly come along as they get a feel for it, being able to lower the pads and just get in there and take the contact and fight through it and drive their legs but you see that from Darius Taylor from the jump, and that has to get you excited. Then he goes in the next play, and he pushes it in for a touchdown. I do think, I truly do think, we're going to see some Darius Taylor in actual games this season. I think this running back room is going to be a combination of the three to four backs, and I think it is going to depend on the situation, what they need. But the offense is exciting. There's a lot of things that you can gather from this game. And that's not to say it was perfect because there were definitely miscommunications. There were some bad balls thrown out there. Eighth Kelly McManus had a very regrettable interception that he threw out there. You can't really get a feel for the offensive line because their mixture of the ones and the twos and sometimes even the threes on both teams. So you're not really getting a full idea of the offensive line game uh, because it's all mixed up. There's a lot of excitement and a lot of explosive plays we saw in this thing from the running back side of things, from the passing side of things, from the receiving side of things. This Gophers team can move the field, and that should be exciting for Gophers fans. But is there worry on defense? Should we be panicking that this game was a 36-34 to 34 finish? Is that too many points going up? Is this defense still going to be a top 10 unit? We're going to address those concerns coming up next. 
But first, I want to give a quick mention to our friends over at Built Bar. You can head on over to Built.com to get a get your hands on the best protein bar out there. Power packed with 17 grams of protein and it tastes good. Look, sign me up and you can sign up over at Built.com. Save yourself 15% by using Locked On 15 as a promo code. Again, that's Locked On 15 for 15% off your order. Choose the best flavor that sounds good to you. Get that bad boy shipped to your house and you will not regret it. It, It'll tide you over from breakfast to lunch, lunch to dinner, or it's great for after a workout as well. But definitely try it out at Built.com. Now, Gophers fans, thank you so much for making Lockdown Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers daily sports. And we are not done yet. We're going daily, even past the spring game. We're going to talk about recruiting targets. We're going to talk about transfer portal and who could be in there, who could be coming out there, who has the interest from the Gophers staff. And then we're also going to talk about, you know, some of the things to continue to watch for moving forward. We'll also talk about the future of hockey, the future of basketball. So hit subscribe so you don't miss any of it at all. And thank you to all those out there that are everydayers. You're tuning in each and every day. And I want to hear from you. Drop a comment in the YouTube comments. Let me know what you want to hear this offseason. Let me know maybe top five, top 10 lists that you want to know, you want debated and all of that, or what players you want to hear from, because I am willing to go out there get in contact with these players, get in contact with these uh, SIDs to get them on the show and have some fun, have the the questions you want answered here on Lockdown Golden Gophers. So definitely let me know who you want on here, uh, what topics you want to hear about this offseason. We're going all in and it's going to be great. But let's talk about the defensive side of things. Let's talk about should we be concerned after this spring game with all the points that went up and we're so used to this team being such a lockdown team on defense, should we hit the panic button? Is it the the dog sitting in the room on fire? This is fine. No, it is okay. This spring game environment, the spring game format is not built for the type or style of defense that this team likes to play. This team likes to play a a type of style that can adjust, that can make rapid adjustments, that can take the, the moments where they're off the field and really hone in on how they can address, how they can expose the quarterback, how they can create confusion and chaos. This isn't the environment that has that. In fact, the team was so short on bodies at the DB position that there were some players that ended up playing both on Team Gold and on Team Maroon. So there's no need to panic. Those type of depth questions will be answered in the portal, but it was nice to see some adjustments. There were sacks being had in this game. And again, some miscommunications with the offensive line being different guys that maybe don't always play together, but still you're also missing an interior presence in Devin Eastern who did not play today for the Gophers still coming back from the injury. He suffered back on April 11th, but he was a big time player for this defensive unit, the defensive line, the interior this spring, he wasn't in there. That's an adjustment on top of that. It's just, there's no need to freak out. Coach Rossi will get it done. Like he has for the past two years now, putting together a talented defense that plays to the strengths of his personnel. But you have to remember that personnel was split into two different teams in the spring game. And it's not the same chemistry. It's not the same communication across the board. So don't freak out in this instance. We know that this team on the defensive side of ball hasn't 
had as much depth this season. Now there's a lot of heavy hitters in there and it is still cleaning up the fundamentals. It is still getting the, the nitty gritty details down. And that's not just going to be absolutely locked in here in the spring. This is one of the hardest working Gophers groups, according to Coach Fleck, according to Coach Rossi. And so there's still work to be done. There's a lot of growth that has happened, but there's still more that needs to happen. So don't freak out. Now, is there room for improvement? Absolutely. I think we're going to need more stepping up from the cornerback position. You saw it firsthand. Elijah Spencer was finding so much separation between the cornerbacks that we could attack over and over and over. Now, if we go out and we do that on a Saturday, there are going to be teams that continue to do it until you can answer the call. But you're also not taking into consideration that Tyler Newbin played three snaps in this game, maybe five total. That's a huge leader of the defense not out there. You're not taking into fact that Justin Wally got off the field after a certain amount of snaps. Even Daniel Jackson got off the field after a certain amount of snaps. You're just getting a taste for it all. So be happy with the flashes we saw, but know there are improvements to come. There is no need to panic. Now, one name that I want to bring up on the show today was Colton Gregerson, because you know what? Redshirt freshman, hasn't really had a ton of opportunity. You don't really hear much about him overall. Did have two sacks in this game. Absolutely cooked Ariante Ursary, the starting left tackle on one play to get a sack on Ethan Kalikmanis. Now later, Ethan really got him to bite hard on another play where Ethan just walked into the end zone for a touchdown to put the team up, the white team up by 31 to 24. Eventually, the game would be tied 34-34 and go on to finish with each team getting an extra point attempt and the uh, gold team, aka just the gold team, I guess. White team was the maroon team. Little confusion there. I get it. Kind of weird, but whatever. Ethan scores that touchdown. They come on. They score and tie the game. Two field goals back and back. And then you get two extra point attempts, one for each side, and the gold team walks away as the winner. Lots of things to be excited about in this game. Lots of things to maybe be like, okay, we still need some improvements. There's still some work to be done. But overall, I think it was a good, successful spring game. There were some explosive plays. There was some fun. There was some action. It wasn't boring. So I think you should take this spring game, walking away with a victory, feeling good and ready and excited for football. I know I am. Now, I got to tell you, so the media section, we kind of were all talking before the game happened, and we were like, you know, let's let's do a little friendly call your own shot. Who's going to be the spring game MVP? Uh, we had two media members who picked Corey Crooms. Myself, I took Elijah Spencer. One media member said Christian Hoskins. Lots of love for those receivers out there. So you can see where this thing is trending in the passing game. But then uh, there was another media member who threw out Max Grand. And uh, eventually Dan Owens, he didn't get in it on time, but he said if he would have picked, he would have picked Zach Evans. So he would have won, but he wasn't there right there. Um, but Elijah Spencer hung my hat on that one. Proud of him. Proud of the work he did. Unfortunately, didn't get it done because the white team or the maroon team, again, confusion, didn't come away with the victory. But overall, a successful spring game. Lots to be intrigued about. But I want to wrap this thing up with three things that we need to look for or look, need to improve heading into the fall. Three things to stress. That's how we're going to close this show coming up next. All right, Gophers fans, here we go. 
The spring game's over. We're heading into the fall. Fall is where it all matters. You win the starting job within the first two weeks of fall. That's where it happens. Coach Flex said that himself today in the pressers. So what are the questions we still heavily need addressed heading into the fall? Well, I think answer number one is what is this final roster going to look like? Answer question number one is who comes out of that transfer portal? What players? I feel like the team has to add at least one cornerback. Maybe you add two, but I think at least one is going to be added. Maybe you add one linebacker depth. Maybe you add one quarterback for depth. I think it's up in the air. I do not think you're going to see a wide receiver addressed in this portal unless someone hits it, but hopefully not. This wide receiver room is really special. Uh, I don't think you'll see a running back addition at all. Maybe you could see an offensive line, but I think the Gophers have liked what they've seen from their depth at the offensive line, so I'm not too sure on that one. But I do think cornerback, maybe linebacker, and maybe quarterback are kind of those top three positions that you see looked at in this portal. We'll keep you posted on what we see here, but that is question number one. How does this roster fill out? Question number two, how does the running back room break down? Because we saw a lot of exciting things today. We saw Zach Evans uh, highlighted. We saw Darius Taylor get some moments. Even Jordan Newbin got some great moments today and showed that he can be in there and do what the coaches ask him to do. He could be a great piece, a great depth piece for this team. But how does it all shake out? Because that's not taking into account Sean Tyler. That's not taking into account Bryce Williams. And maybe we'll see some, some movement over this portal season. Hopefully not, but there's a lot to be understood in this running back room with a team who absolutely loves to run the ball. So that is question number two. How do we move forward with that? But then question number three, in my opinion, is what does the offensive line look like? You kind of have an idea of what the defense is going to be outside of the transfer additions. I don't think there's going to be too many impact players outside of maybe a cornerback or so. So the defense, you're starting to get a solid grasp on it, and you want to see how the pass rush goes and all of that jazz, but nothing drastic is going to change from now until fall, in my opinion. But there are three jobs to be won on that offensive line position, and I don't know if they're fully locked in yet. I don't. If I had to take a shot in the dark, I'm going Martez Lewis out at the right tackle. I'm going Carter Shaw in at the left guard, and I'm going Nathan Bow at the center, but Tyler Cooper's still in that battle. JJ Gaudet is still in that battle. Who knows how this thing shakes out? So I think the offensive line, the running back room, knowing the identity of this team in the past, those are going to be key things. Now we see the passing game shifting, but still we kind of know what that looks like, but we don't with the running back room or the offensive line for certain. So those two huge questions, and then what additions come to this team to help fill it out? Those are the three things to focus on this spring or heading into the fall. It was a great spring. It was an exciting spring game, and we've got so much more to talk about this week and more here at Locked On Golden Gophers. Now, for a reminder for y'all of what we're going to talk about next week, we're going to talk about are the QB departures that we've seen showing that Ethan is that guy.
We're going to talk about should transfer departures be a worry this week. We're going to talk about the latest recruiting notes and top targets for the Minnesota Gophers. And then I have this special topic that I need to address that you are not going to want to miss. And that is coming up later this week as well, because there's a lot of fan bases that have something to say about Coach Fleck. And I want to address that here on this podcast. So be sure to hit subscribe. Be sure to follow wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you later this week. Row the boat. Sky you ma. Go Gophers. 